I'm, uh, you know, going to try to not mess up or say something stupid, but no, I'm... Yeah. You know how serious we are, so... <laughs> Don't worry, you'd have to go a long ways to beat us for, with stupid. So welcome back, everyone, to our little podcast coming live from a Zoom meeting near or far from you. Uh, we are almost perfect. I am John, and there is our good friend, Tom. Tom, how are you this morning? Good, good morning, John. Feeling uh, really great. All right. Very good. Uh, Wade is here. Wade, how the hallelujah are you? It's a beautiful day in Corpus Christi, Texas. It is, isn't it? It poured yeah. yesterday morning on my way to church, but today uh -huh. is nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Right, guys, um, let's be on our best behavior, please. We have a guest this week. We are welcoming Laura Merrill to the podcast. Laura, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so glad to be with you. Uh, we can fix I, that. Don't worry. It, <laughs> that won't take long. No, I just, I want to say at the outset that I am outside on my back patio and that um, I do have some pretty bossy cardinals who think that they need to talk louder than I do. And sometimes they're airplanes. And so if it's loud, I apologize, but well, you really like pass. Your code Catholic? language, your Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, is that like code language, like for church talk? Is it cardinals? Yeah, they have their big hats and they're sitting right over here in the bushes and they yell at me while I'm trying to talk. Yes. So for those, they're like, you can't be a woman in ministry. No, oh, anyway. here she goes. Here she oh, goes. What? That took all but a minute and a half. Very good. <laughs> Sorry. So for those of you who don't know Laura, Laura is the current assistant to the bishop and director of clergy excellence in the Rio yeah, Texas. We are the product. And, and she's still <laughs> willing say, to, be, to meet with say, us. My evaluations yearly are like, really? Clergy excellence? Y'all aren't doing so. Anyway, that she reflects is, on me. She is the pastor whisperer. That's 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 the code name for that that title. And recently, Laura, you the news was shared that you have a new appointment that begins in July. You want to tell us about that? Absolutely. I am going to be uh, uh, appointed by the bishop as the district superintendent for the Capital District, um, which is in Austin, Texas. Obviously, is where the office is and then extends uh, various directions outside of Austin, it includes some other parts of the uh, uh, surrounding areas. And so I'm very excited about that, that move. Very yeah. good. How many churches are in the capital? Oh gosh, I don't know. And so I'm still trying to find boxes to pack my house and I haven't learned all the things yet. I'm, it's, it's not, I think it's in the sixties is my memory. Um, those numbers kind of change from year to year, uh, but I believe that's right. Good. So, All right. well, congratulations on. Need that. to write write that down as the first thing I need to learn. Very good. How many churches? How many churches, How many churches are in the district to which I'm going to be appointed? Correct. That's, that ranks up there with learning all your kids' names. That's kind of important. Or how many kids you have? Same yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Hey guys, yesterday was Palm Sunday. How was it for you? Oh, we actually, it was very special for us. We uh, had our confirmation Sunday, we had eight, uh, eight kids who, okay. who knew that what they were doing and still did it anyway. And three of them were baptized before the, you know, before taking the, the, the vows. And so it was, it was very cool. And having family in uh, as far as California coming in for this, and it's like, it was a great day. Wonderful yeah. day. Praise God. 
good deal. Wade, how was it over there at St. John? Yeah, we had a great day. We uh, we had uh, um, assistant to the district superintendent, Karen Beck, here to preside over a church conference where we, after, uh, after we worshiped, where we uh, um, changed our leadership structure to a simplified board. And, uh, and that vote was unanimous, which is pretty cool. And uh, so it was, a, it was a good day once the rain stopped. Okay, very good. Amen. Laura, what, what is, uh, for somebody on the cabinet, like what does church life look for you? What are you doing Palm Sunday? You know, I, I, I uh, generally attend online at this point. Now, you know, now and then I've uh, had the, the, the joy of being asked to preach. And, and I'd say the last three or four of those, uh, I've been preaching for churches that are actually meeting in person. So I've driven to the church and, and preached in the service. Um, uh, prior to that, I, you know, recorded sermons and sent those in two days early or whatever. Um, but otherwise I, I, you know, some, some days I just look at one service other days. I, uh, look at four or five, you know, it just depends. And so I, if I do four or five, I, I will say, I probably don't stay for the whole thing. Um, uh, but you know, the music or the worship, the sermons, that kind of thing. And, um, so it just, it just depends. Some days are just for me and other days I feel like I'm checking, checking something out or, or seeing how a church is doing or uh, had heard somebody who's doing something creative and want to go see what they're doing. So it, it is a, a, a relative kind of freedom um, that uh, is interesting. It's a, it's a different rhythm, certainly. Okay. Do you, do you grade us when you watch us online? I'm just, you know, you say John Fletcher, <laughs> C plus. So no. Incomplete. Incomplete. <laughs> I, incomplete. Needs, needs work. Red pen. Improvement. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, I grade now, of course. No, of course not. And at the same time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. hmm. I mean, only only because. You know, I mean, not, not like different things work in different places. That's all. But sometimes you see something and you think, you know, I wonder if they've thought of this. Um, and at the same time, I don't need to be the boss of everybody's stuff all the time. So, you know. Amen. I'm glad you said that because if I watch other preachers, I do grade them. I'm like, bro, come on now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think we can help it. Yeah. <laughs> We can't hardly help it. That's right. Last last week we had Bishop Lowry here because uh, he was in for a, a, a special uh, uh, memorial service Saturday, and so I extended the invitation to preach. and 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 of course, you know, I'm I'm listening to him and kind of evaluating and going, ah, yeah. And and but the other thing is, there's application. It's like you applied some of the things that go, that's good. I need to remember that. Mm -hmm. You need to remember that for your next appointment, Tom. Do you give him notes? <laughs> Do you give him your notes. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, uh, I, you know, I may have to come in and rescue you guys at some point. <laughs> yes. So. Hosanna, Tom, save <laughs> us. <laughs> Can't wait till you retired, actually. I yeah. will say, I, as a district superintendent, especially, with some folks who were just starting out, I would give notes. 
I have, I, I'd follow up with an email. You know, you have to make it like, here's all the wonderful things you did. You have to say the nice stuff and the affirming, because really, like, I get it. Um, you don't want to just have so in another thing when I was in your church and I wrote all the things down you did wrong, like that's just demoralizing and terrible. Sure. But if there's a, something that could be like, have you thought about this? And I don't know. Anyway, I try, I try to be a positive person if I can. <laughs> Very good. We appreciate you. So I, gonna, well, I was going to say, you're going to be someone's first, first DS and, and believe me the you know, the first DS is memorable. So I may not remember all my DSs, but I remember my first one. And okay. I do remember my last one too. So, well, word to the wise. Thank you, Tom. Actually, you're right. Very good. You're right. That's why we keep Tom around. I'll try to be nice. <laughs> Every once in a while, he'll throw out a gem or two. I'm like, well, you know what? That's, that's why we pay him the big bucks around here. Yeah. So I asked Laura if she would kind of talk to us a little bit. You know, she has an important role in our conference, assistant mm -hmm. to the bishop and pastor whisperer and everything else. Uh, she has some great experience as well. And uh, if, if she would be willing to kind of just kind of lead us in a conversation about maybe some important lessons that she's learned in her roles and even in her pastoral uh, experiences and kind of just talk to us about what things she's seen that are important or, you know, kind of uh, trends is the wrong word, but maybe kind of things that are happening in the life of the church that we need to be mindful of that we can uh, encourage our churches to pay attention to as well and maybe give us a chance to ask questions back and forth and all those kinds of things and um i think she said she would i didn't check that follow-up email but, so. well, that well that part about leading the conversation is not the way i remember it but i am glad to uh just talk about things that i see but i i hope y'all would you know pick it up and run and ask questions and you know um uh, okay i'll lead it then so laura what do you want us to pick up and run with first <laughs> oh my gosh um you know i think there's it's funny because I, I i should have a more sort of orderly whatever list of things to talk about or something i the the first thing that kind of the these are just the things that are in my mental space right now um and and one is is something that i i hope to um i hope to put out i'm working with the other people on the cabinet to try to get a word out about this. And that is just to say that both our clergy and the lay people who have been making ministry happen over this last extraordinary year are exhausted. Now that's not across the board. It doesn't take the same shape in every case, but I think folk are laboring under a layer of grief and, and, and fatigue that we're going to have to tend to this year, especially as we start looking that that's there's the Cardinal. He's the one he's like, yeah, I own this place. No, they were seconding your motion. Yes. There you go. He's, he's, he's amplifying me. Yes. Um, that, that as we all, you know, are just kind of, you can taste this, this, this time that's coming, that we trust, that we hope is coming, although numbers are starting to inch up again, right, with COVID and people need to keep, keep being safe. Um, 
But as we look forward to a time when we can actually be together again, it will, I think, be so um, natural and, 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 and understandable for us to just kind of keep going, uh, keep rolling, and then just try to pick up where we were before. Um, and instead, we're going to need a couple of intermediate steps. And one is to make sure that our folk have been able to rest. And, and that's clergy for sure. And that's who kind of, you know, I interface more with, but it's not just clergy. Right. It's the person who's been running the camera and the person who's been uploading the video and the person who's been in the worship band and who, all these people who learned the new thing had to pivot on a dime they had to, they learned one Sunday that Facebook wouldn't load their thing and they had to go over here to YouTube or what, like, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> those people, that kind of high alert status for a year. And then maybe somebody's fam family member died. And then maybe somebody had COVID and they, they not quite recovered or, you know, you, you mix all that in and we need to take care of our people. And so you know, I, what I'm interested in is, is wondering how uh, churches can, and especially staff and, and pastor parish relations committees can kind of take a look at that, both with paid and unpaid staff, lay and clergy, like who's been shoveling hard, who's, who's been carrying a heavy load and how do we take care of them? And um, that we can look to our connection to do that, that there really are, um, you know, we've learned, this is one thing we have learned. There are resources online with each other. We are resources for each other in a way that we didn't know we were. Um, you know, maybe the Bible study group that meets every Tuesday morning, they can meet with some other people for four weeks and give that leader, whether it's your, your, your pastor or somebody else, you know, a break from that. And in the process, you're going to learn something new. And then your preacher can give that other preacher a break or whatever it is. Like, that's one example. There's like, so much online worship stuff. Like, we're Go ahead. Or something. I know, right? That word connection. I know, like, for real. Um, let's use that, not, you know, in part to give people a break, but also because it enriches the soil. It, it, it puts oxygen into the system that wasn't in there before. And you're not listening to yourselves go around and around the block all the time. Um, so who are those people? And it doesn't even have to be in your same town anymore. This can be, you know, your seminary classmate who's in Ohio um, or wherever they are. And how do we mix that up and get joy out of that? I mean, there that's one of these things that like I've connected with my college friends who we used to, you know, get together once a year. Well, now we're, you know, every six weeks or so we get to see each other. And that's just been a source of joy and energy. Uh, Zoom is not great, but we live all over the country and we wouldn't be getting together in person sure. every six weeks. We wouldn't. And so anyway, the, the, the starting point of that was if we don't tend to people's grief and, and, and you know, folk are going to say, I don't, I'm fine. But you know, y'all know. And especially if you're grieving a death or you, and you just had to pick it up and keep moving, that stuff is still in there and it's going to be in there until it finds expression in a way that's appropriate. 
And so our churches, our leaders, we need to find places to, to swap with each other, to let people rest. Yeah, well, kind of picking up on that, one of the things about the initial stages of, of COVID and uh, we, we were um, online exclusively and we were piecing things together uh, by Thursday. Uh, you know, my work was done by Thursday night. So for the first time since I've become a, a you know, a, a pastor, uh, I actually had a weekend uh, because the only thing I ever did during that weekend was to watch the show, uh, show watch the uh, service and, and engage in the service with everyone else. And, uh, and, but at, at the same time, I look at it, you know, this gave us fallow ground for, uh, for uh, or let the ground lay fallow, like Sunday school wasn't happening. So we didn't have all the Sunday school teachers. Um, you know, youth wasn't happening, uh, uh, although they were trying to figure out how to do that online and stuff. And, and, and all that energy, one of the things that, you know, Vacation Bible School, hundreds of kids, uh, that was out. And so we weren't overwhelmed for uh, two weeks in preparation and, ex and executing, well, actually two weeks. It was a lot longer than that. People were just course, at, at alert. And so all of those things gave us an opportunity to kind of breathe in and breathe out. Uh, it was during that period of time where I decided this is time to, to retire because I was I was enjoying my backyard an awful lot and and the birds and stuff. But you know, the other thing that you're talking about is that uh, aspect of grief. And, and I know that uh, this Memorial Weekend, I'm already, I, I'm actually looking forward to it because I want to lead the congregation through a process of journaling grief in the service because we, we have lost, you know, that we've lost things, uh, the hugs, uh, the handshakes, the, the in-person, uh, there's still people, including my wife, who are ca cautious about returning to in-person. She hasn't been in in worship service since last March, so over a year. And uh, and so those things have been losses. Anyway, thank you for leading us in that kind of conversation. Laura, have you seen any particular sort of signs of exhaustion and grief um, to, to look out for that uh, maybe churches wouldn't recognize in their pastors or maybe pastors wouldn't recognize in their leaders or congregants related to what yeah about? I mean uh, what I've seen I, I can I can think of some others that folk might see but what I see is pastors questioning their call hmm. I see pastors wondering young ones especially the ones with families like really am I is this seriously God is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Because this is exhausting. And if this is how this is going to be, I don't want to do it. And not because it's hard work and not because I've had to learn a new thing. Partly, okay. And I, 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 think, I think that the intersection of COVID and the need to do different things with the heightened kind of, uh, I don't want to say divisive, but that, that just everybody's kind of looking for a fight sometimes in certain places. That is what's worn pastors out. Mm. In addition to that kind of need, you know, every Sunday, somebody's going to be mad. 
like this one pastor I know, um, you know, was handing out the stuff for the uh, remote Easter thing. And, you know, the people are mad because you're going to do Easter remote and the other people are mad because you're not going to, you know, whatever the thing is you're doing, people are mad because of the two opposite sides of that, right? They're mad because you didn't do it soon enough or mad because you are doing it or that, that. And so, and the pastor becomes the repository of that and has to carry that around. And even when we know you're going to, even in, in non-COVID times, any hymn you picked was going to make half the group mad, you know, or whatever, half the group is not going to like it. We know that, right? You know, you're not going to make everybody happy all the time, but when it's this constant. So I think uh, churches can help folk understand that that irritation level with each other sometimes is misplaced grief. It's a misplaced uh, feeling of a lack of control. And so church becomes a place where it's like, I, at least here, I know, you know, this is how this should be instead of being vulnerable with each other. And it's just trying to talk about, you know, the frustration level of it without attacking each other. That's the thing I think. And so that's been hard for folk. Um, and then there's just, there's just the literally, they just finally wake up one day and like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to run your tech anymore. I don't want to run your camera, whatever. Like somebody just wake and they've gone too far now. You know, they don't, now they don't want to do it instead of, I just need a break. I don't know. I, I, I do think the divisive uh, year that we, that we lived through in, in addition to COVID has been hard on leaders of many sorts, not just the clergy, but anybody who's been trying to keep the family together has taken a hit this year. It's been hard. Because all families are divided in some way, right? Right now, whether it's politics, whether it's your opinion about the vaccine, whether it's, you know, right. whether you should go out to eat or not, or Correct. It's just, it all just, it just all pops up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we, Wade, Tom, Brad, and myself, we haven't experienced any of that. <laughs> okay. Awkward I'm silence. Right. Very good. Clueless. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, obviously that's not true, but um, yeah. um, I, I have been aware um, that um, I am really, really tired. Um, and I'm, you know, and, and, the, and the weird thing about it is because of our, our schedule now, um, it's not about hours. Um, it, it's, it's just, you know, you're carrying this for your, your vocation. Um, you're carrying it, you know, I think one of the worst things has been not being able to see people when they're in trouble. Yeah. Um, uh, then, you know, I've got a kid in school and, uh, and he's doing really, really well. And it's still, um, uh, is difficult. And, uh, you know, um, and then, you know, stuff just happens and, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm one who is pretty dialed into self-care, uh, mm -hmm. and, um, and, uh, and I've just, you know, I've had to curl up in bed a few times and go, I'm, I'm checking out today. Right. And, right. and you feel guilty about that because, um, <laughs> sometimes you just can't put your finger on, I don't know what's going on, um, right. but something's going on that I can't. I just can't function today. 
Well, and the, the other the other thing that you're making me um, remember is that on the one hand, so one of the things that we're gonna, I, I hope, well, I shouldn't say we're gonna, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping to have a message for SPRCs that says, look, you know, we wanna encourage you and support you in giving your leaders a break of some sort, right? And at the same time, I know people who took a break two months ago and are still, you know, it doesn't fix everything. And so then the question is, how do we keep living in the moment? How, you know, there's the, I, oh, I should learn this, but there's the thing that, you know, an hour each day, a day each month, or, you know, the set aside time. Um, and even if it's just, I mean, gosh, I, I've had, I'm one who has had to like put down the journal, put down the devotional book, sit in the chair and stare at a tree. You know, what, what is the practice that allows you to slow down and stop, right? So there's that, there's also the piece of, of not being connected. And, um, and so I'm also leading this, uh, it's called the eight year assessment, which is a terrible name. So we're calling it the Adelante program and Adelante means going, moving forward means uh, go ahead sort of. And it's for people who are reaching uh, an anniversary since their uh, beginning of their, their time of service as a clergy person. And so this time it's really turned out to just be a place for those people to connect once a month. And we get on a Zoom call for an hour and uh, sometimes I'm in their conversation and sometimes I'm not. But our need for each other and the fact that we know we need each other and clergy, you know, they, they hammer that into us and yet sometimes we don't, we don't make time for it. And, um, and we need somebody to make us make time for it. We need accountability and love. And how do we do that for each other? Is that true in our churches as well? Are there people who have, you know, who really would benefit from a greater connection and invitation, not to, you know, learn something or whatever, but just to be in each other's presence, you know? That, I think Somebody that's bring tacos, please. Do what? Somebody bring tacos, please. Oh my gosh. Please. Yes. Right before, right before or right when COVID was hitting, I started working with a cohort on we were we wanted to rewrite some curriculum that we like to use, but it wasn't very Wesleyan. And so uh, uh, Ray Altman convened us and mm -hmm. we started working on this thing and we finished <clears throat> we finished the curriculum I don't know maybe it was September or October something like that and we had been meeting every Wednesday um, to to do our work and we got done and we all kind of said we don't want to stop meeting right can we meet without working on anything and and we've met every Wednesday uh, since and uh that and you know and mondays mondays here i mean we don't you know i don't know that we really tackle very much that's all that important um wow. but if we, don't, if we don't do anything else um, dude laura's not going to come back can you take that back <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not talking about today i'm talking about oh, okay yeah. you <laughs> all the other 30 something episodes <laughs> right yeah all I, those other episodes have been very unimportant right 
Well, unless we had, like we had uh, we had Tina Carter, uh, we've had we've had her once a month for a while. Those are usually good. But, yeah, they're uh, very good. But, but you know, when it's just the four of us, it's pretty much just like hockey, yeah. and baseball. So. that's okay though and it, and so and i guess then and y'all seriously like this is not on my four point list here but the other piece of that is that then it even taking a vacation which is important for us to do and what, what we're going to say to committees is vacation is not optional for your pastor some some people in real life you know, it is like, they don't get to take as much vacation, but like, we got to take care of these resources. These resources are trying to take care of you. We got to take care of our people, lay and clergy. And you need to meet with each other more often than however you often you can take vacation. You need to be doing that. And even with all of that, you're still going to feel stuff in this moment. This is still going to be hard. And, and so our, our it's not that we're going to get rid of that or everybody's just going to sail through, but it means we're going to make it. We're going to make it because we're going to help each other um and and we're not going to leave folk by the side of the road but you know one of the things I, I honestly one of the benefits of covid and you've already alluded to it laura was uh you know prior to to covid we were meeting once a month and not you know it was kind of scattered uh as to who would show up um and we were meeting in person at a rest local restaurant and uh, and then COVID hit, and and we were all trying to figure this thing out. So we started meeting by Zoom and trying to figure things out together, and ask, so what are you doing, and how are you handling this? And then at some point, we said, we uh, let's start a podcast. And actually, uh, you know, I uh, my YouTube keeps bringing up different ones from the past, and I didn't realize it was it was you and I started. John, uh, with an invitation, and eventually Brad joined in episode four. And I don't know when you finally came on board, Wade, but but it, it you know this has been kind of. Uh, it's been I watched a it a few times, and I, and I just felt like you guys needed me. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Oh, we damage did. control, right? I, I, I hate to admit it, but we did need you. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, is is it it, it it it's not it's not just we it, we do want to talk about things that we believe are helpful to the church as a whole, but mm -hmm. it's also about kind of using this place as it's obviously therapy and it's where it's a good thing we're not paying for it because we're not getting anything out of it, but it is helpful, therapeutic to have these conversations. And so, so, you know, COVID, like you alluded to earlier, there were, there's things we've lost, but there's also changes that have been helpful and connections that have been made where we're going, oh, we can do this in a different way. Uh, the, oh, the, yeah. the impetus is always connecting soul to soul, heart to heart, mind to mind. Right, right, right. And, and that's ahead, something Mark. that is important to me, not just, uh, you know, in our collegiate relationships. Um, you know, I have a few people that I'm connected to that I appreciate their friendship in, in ways that I don't have with everybody. You know, I'm, I tend to be, you know, the guy at the, when we go do our events, whatever, I'm the guy in the back sitting by myself because that's, I'm cool. I'm doing my own thing, right? And so, but I do have people I connect to and um, and some I put up with. Um. 
anyway. Present company included. Uh, 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 yeah. uh, uh, um, but anyway, um, but still the, the, the sense of community that I think belongs in the church hmm. is something that I have long seen as something that is not there. Yeah. And, you know, talking about our previous episode, we've talked before about uh, an article that came out. It just, it just struck me because that that's it. That's what we've been saying for years and years. When COVID hit, uh, when, when people went away, what churches found out is that, you know, connection they thought was deep was not very deep at all. And we were just sort of hiding behind, you know, Sunday morning stuff and doing stuff, doing stuff. Exactly. Instead of instead of right. living into the sense of being the family of God, the body of Christ in, in our local churches and, and nurturing these honest and 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 um, important important relationships that we have right? as we're growing in, in grace and learning how to follow God more, you know, doing that together in real ways, not just, you know, sharing Sunday school answers, which is kind of how I see how a lot of our church relationships are. And so that's something I try to communicate. So, you know, if somebody's listening to this in our church, you think, oh, okay, well, the pastors, they're just whatever. Well, in one sense, you need to realize, like you said, Lord, you know, those who take care of those who everybody else need to be taken care of as well. But at the same time, this is the same kind of thing that's been happening in our churches that I think we're finally uh, more and more seeing the fruit and the consequence of, and we're going to have to deal with it. We're going to have to be honest about what got us here besides COVID. We can blame COVID. No, COVID is COVID is the is the crisis moment that broke the frame and made us allowed us to look at at ourselves with a different set of eyes. Yeah. I mean, you're you're exactly right, John. And and for me, it's funny. Tom mentioned this a minute ago. I think one of the greatest dangers for the church right now is going to be just because of our our grief and our discomfort that we're gonna to wanna to put the clothes back on that we were wearing when this happened. And, and so you mentioned Vacation Bible School, Tom, and oh my word, and, I, and I, y'all don't hear me, I'm not, I'm not anti-VBS, okay? That's what I'm gonna do. We're all there, we, we understand that. Yeah. And, and, and the question is, because it is a tail that wags the dog in certain churches. Mm. It, it eats it money, energy, no, we can't do that because we have to get ready for VBS. Question is, and now I'm going to sound like a super old person. You go back to that Deming model, the input, the throughput, and the output in the church. It's a you know a manufacturing model, right? Where you, you you have the raw material, you do something to it, and then you come out with the thing that you hope to produce, right? Well, churches have been really good at having the raw material, which is the building and the people and the and then we're really good at the throughput, really good at doing stuff to the raw material. We have very little idea of the output, which is what John was just describing. The output is growing in the grace and, and growing in the knowledge of the love of God together. We, so VBS is just a thing, but if we don't know why we're doing it, exactly, we are spent, we are, we, it's a, I'm not going to say a waste. It is a, is, a, is a great use of resources and energy without a good purpose. It could be a great thing. And it could be a great thing to reach, uh, grow relationships with families, grow relationships with children for crying out loud. My goodness, we need to raise up this generation. Mm -hmm. And yet if we're not clear about why we're doing it, we're going to send those, those kids off and say, well, see you next July, you know, and that's not relationship. Right. 
and it's not growing in Greece. And it's, you know, so how do we use this moment to say we didn't get to do any of this last year? Which of these things do we actually want to pick back up? Which can we let, let fallow again another year? Let's see, did we really need it or not? Did it make any difference? And then which things do we want to pick up in a different kind of way? Um, that's, it's generative, it's super exciting in my opinion, but it also takes energy. And this is where we've had, when people like me who sit at the belly button, you know, in the center of the hairball, as we like to call it, we say, let's re-envision, let's reimagine. And pastors are like, oh God, please don't say that to me. Like, I don't have any energy to do that. Rethink. Yeah. Too tired. Yeah, rethink, let's rethink. And they're like, oh no, oh, please don't tell me to rethink. I can't, can't we just be normal for a little while? This is the moment we're in. Yeah, and, and one of the things that I'm kind of excited about right right now, uh, my, uh, my ad council chairperson and I sat together and kind of tonight's our ad council uh, meeting by way of Microsoft Teams. But anyway, he's been asking for the list of, of, of ministries that we're in, in, involved in. And, and so we, we, you know, I've uh, we put that together, uh, and Travis uh, has looked at it, and he and I sat, and and both of us kind of were were saw the same thing. This really huge, you know, it's, it's like a smorgasbord of ministry, but not a clear uh, interweaving of one consistent theme. And and so tonight mm -hmm. is about you know. First of all, naming what they are. Is this an event or is this an actual ministry? And, and then the other thing is uh, what's consistent with the, the very vision statement we've already, you know, the, we call it Vision 751. And, uh, and, and what are these aligned with what we've said? This is where we're going as a church. Um, and, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm transitioning out, uh, you know, you know, come the middle of June, I've already told people, I said, I'm going to be like a senior in high school. The last, you know, the last, you know, a month and a half, it's, it's like, I, I, I want to be there. And, but I'm not going to be there because experiences told me over and over again, when you get close to the end of something, you start to check out. But mm -hmm. I, I, I also know that what I want, you know, for, for Forrest Divinity is that he comes in with a strong, healthy staff, and 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 uh, a good leadership that has a clear idea of where where you know Asbury is going, mm -hmm. and 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 working on that uh, on actually doing the the pruning that needs to be done at at you know at this point, and certainly uh, again all the you know. The, that list isn't necessarily all the things that we are doing. In fact, most of many of those things we're not doing at all because of COVID, but some of those things we already were pruning back to begin with, mm -hmm. but they're on the list so that we can address them and, and see how they line up with, with our mm -hmm. vision statement. Um, anyway, so, you know, that to me, this is, this is my work. My work is to, to, uh, have the church as healthy as it possibly be, can with a very clear sense of direction. So Forrest comes in and, and he's, you know, <laughs> hopefully he's going like I did uh, with, with uh, Jason T. Thank you, Jason. 
you left me a really good staff and uh and and uh there's a lot going on here that i am glad to follow after you and i'm hoping forrest will will feel that same thing when he comes in very good because it's still a season for your church and you have to lead your church right you still have to yeah, yeah. pastor the church very good all right everyone well we got a, just a, another minute or so but uh or oh, that's some very good stuff i i appreciate that uh you know our leaders, when I say ours, you know, cabinet level and DSs and the bishop are uh, are carrying this conversation amongst yourselves and, you know, thinking about, you know, how, how do we help, you know, once this kind of settles down a little bit and, you know, or even during it as well, right? Um, because, you know, in the conversations I've had with some um, clergy colleagues, yeah, wow, I've, I've, I have literally worried about some of my colleagues uh, worried about their families worried right. about their own well-being and so yeah. Um, yeah. and that matters to our churches as well and so I appreciate uh, you sharing that and, and that being a part of the, the conversation with the cabinet and, and others as well Good. so uh, any uh, in the last uh, minute or so any final comments or questions Wade anything you need to leave with us oh man you know it's holy week so um I feel like uh, just kind of along the same lines as we've just been talking about, I did, I did online electronic Holy Week last week because the guy who does all my video editing, he's got to do four times this week instead of one. And so now I'm doing actual Holy Week and there's a sense in which I'm more prepared, but it's also like Holy Week's two weeks this year. Um, and, uh, um, yeah. and so, uh, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to Monday. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, any uh, final, final thoughts before you get out of here? Well, obviously I want to say uh, thank you for inviting uh, Laura here and Laura, I'm glad you, you joined us. And uh, even when you're uh, up in uh, Austin, you know, I'm sure there's going to be an extended invitation just like with Tina. Tina was, was, has been marvelous to have on, uh, this. In fact, it is always a pleasure when we have guests, uh, because I've heard these guys and, you know, it's nice to have sanity return every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Well, the feeling's mutual. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, sure. Well, so, thank you. Well, thank you for the invitation. And I, I, I'll say two things in closing and well, I'll probably make you go over time. But one is that um, I just, I feel a real heart of gratitude for the creativity and the faithfulness and and the kind of willingness to just keep plugging that our churches and our pastors have evidenced. I mean, it's just, it, it's been beautiful to watch and it gives me hope for the church um, because you're right, John, some of the things that we're facing, we were facing before COVID. COVID just allowed us to see it in a different way. You know, we're still having to figure out how to translate the gospel to folk who are not gonna walk in our doors. How do we do that? And so. I'm grateful and I'm hopeful. I really am. There's so much creativity in, in, in the heart of people. And then the other thing is just that y'all provide laughter in my life. Sometimes I laugh at you and sometimes I laugh with you. But either way, I like literally laughing out loud at a post. And that is a, that's joy that I appreciate. Thank you for bringing joy into so many people's lives with your Amen. postings. Amen. 
All right. And uh, thank you for listening in, watching in, however you listen or watch to the podcast. We're grateful that you're a part of the conversation. And if there's ever anything you want us to talk about to help find a Christ-like response to, let us know. We want to talk about that. Send us a voicemail or an email. We'd we'd love to be able to hear from you. Uh, just in closing, you know, I want to share this with you. Um, I found this online. Top paid LA lifeguards earned uh, up to $392 thousand dollars in 2019 so i'm gonna start working on my lifeguard body but um you guys uh wade tom laura thank you so much for the gift of your time everybody else thanks for tuning in and god be with you thanks john thank you, thank you.